Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Wing It Worldwide podcast. This is Scott McKay. And this is Emily McKay. And Emily, today we're going to a country that some people just flat out straight up haven't even heard of before, which is Belarus. Wow, that is so used to be Soviet. Well, yeah, it still is pretty Soviet. It's, in fact, the most Soviet nation on the European continent still. Yeah. So if you want to go back to some place that makes you feel like you're living back in the time of, you know, the Soviet times, that was a great place. That's as close as you're going to get in the modern era, no doubt. And having gone to the Soviet Union back in 1986, I can vouch for that. Really, it is still very Soviet. You walk around and you see hammers and sickles and even CCCP written there, like, you know, Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. These guys are like living in the past, literally. Well, not only that, but even the people, when we talk to them, mentally, emotionally, still feel like they're living in those days. Right. And they're putting up brand new monuments with that stuff on it. The hammers and the sickles and the stars. Right. New stuff. Right outside our hotel they were doing that. Right. They were building a brand new extravaganza to that effect. And even like when they build buildings and they put like scaffolding around them and they put like a wooden wall around the whole construction zone. Mm -hmm. It's all, you know, workers unite and a lot of red. Yeah. Really, really crazy. And the thing is about Belarus is they really want you to stay out. They don't want you in there. They really would rather you didn't show up. Well, our tour guide told us there's only like 300 visas actually assigned to Americans every year. And we were two two of of those. Yeah, I mean, that's (laughs) what? Two thirds of a percent. We were standing there. Right. Per year. Yeah. The whole quota of Americans going to Belarus every year were two out of 300. I mean, that's just insane. I don't know anyone who's been to Belarus other than us. No, but it was an interesting place to visit. It was not easy to get the visa. You have to be invited there, but we got the right guy. Right. There's a way to make that happen. Yeah. We looked up the right guy. You can learn more about him on the website, but we looked up like how to go to Belarus and there's only one tour guide speaking English and he's handling all the British folks, all the English folks, and he still isn't making hand over fist money. He's still driving a used car and, you know, has some time to burn. Right. Amazing. He does an excellent job though. Oh, he did a great job. He was better at planning everything than the tour, I think. Well, yes, but the point part was we were there. Yeah, he got us there. And uh, man, that entire visa process, I mean, it's not meant to be written in English. It doesn't make any sense. If you try to do that yourself, there's just no way in hell you're going to get it right. So I'm so glad he was there to walk us through it. Once we got there, we were told, yeah, you need this visa. We flew in from Russia, remember? Yes. And it was like a domestic flight. They didn't even check your passport. So we didn't get stamped in. But you do have to be stamped out. Right. And so we got in trouble on the way out. It's like, hey, how'd you get in this country? And we were trying (laughs) to explain to these people we flew in from Kaliningrad and, you know, and they still weren't taking it. They still got mad at us. It's like, (laughs) look, man, I did this visa. I'm going to have you stamp this visa. You are going to acknowledge I have this visa and that I paid for it because it was not easy to come up with this thing. And finally we got out. It was fine. Right. I guess they had to give us some sort of hassle. Remember when they picked us up from the airport and we were driving into Minsk? That was weird. No traffic. Nobody. Nobody. Not one car. And this big. Eight lane highway. And this big grass between going and coming. Yeah. Big median in the middle. Huge space. And it was like, like the world had come to an end and we were the only people on the planet. The guy said it was Easter weekend and nobody was flying. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. There's just 
was nobody going to the airport. I mean, and just to show you how Soviet they are, first of all, there's a big metal flying saucer looking thing built into the top of the airport. Oh, that was um, that was incredible to see. Like, wow, they still have the round circles. Yeah, like this big flying saucer looking restaurant at the top of buildings and things like that is so me, Soviet. Like the 70s. Yeah, oh, totally. I mean, everything is caught in the 70s over there. They still have a goom department store. Like the one on Red Square has long since become like Modern. Tiffany's and Gucci. Theirs like is, mall. yeah, theirs is still like a bunch of metal pots and pans laying in the corner. A true, yeah, a true goom store. A true goom department store, which is a very Soviet. Nothing is branded. Everything is just your basic needs piled up, you know, and it is so. So a strange. Great place to get a, you know, sneak in a souvenir. Oh, yeah. I mean, you want to buy a watch when you go over there because everything's written in Cyrillic and you can get these really cool Cyrillic watches and everything's dirt cheap, you know, like $40, like what you'd pay for like a Timex, only much cooler. So anyway, there we are in Belarus. First of all, it's hard to find good food. Man, the restaurant food was gnarly. Remember, it <laughs> we was- We broke down and went to McDonald's at one point. Never have so many calories tasted so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's like fried lumps of, like, potato starch. Oh, we ate at and, the hotel that first day. Yeah, oh, remember? Oh, such a mistake. Oh, and the soup was like, you know, I actually like Russian food. Like, yeah. Russian food, like borscht and stuff like that is pretty good. Like, the food in Russia, you Not eat, like- Belarus. Belarus, man. Whoa. Although, I will have to say, the pizza was good. Well, they yeah, but that pizza. was a different pizza place. That was out there. That was in Belarus. Yeah, but I mean, it was- not in the hotel. No, not in the hotel. Well, first of all, I think we better clarify the hotel we stayed at. <laughs> Is the one you want to stay at. Well, if you want to go there and feel the whole Soviet experience, they have one called the Planeta Hotel. That's right. Which feels exactly like staying in Russia in 1980. Yeah, just don't eat the food there. Just don't eat the food there. And don't count on the people behind the counter being nice. No. They don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. It's a little off the beaten track, but we liked walking around. Right. And one reason why we know that they didn't want to be there is their personal screensaver was a beautiful beach with palm trees, and they just didn't want to help anybody. Which Minsk, Belarus is not. It is not <laughs> the beach. It's very trees. gray. All gray. It's not an ugly city, though. It's not like a vertical city. It doesn't have a big skyline, mm -mm. but it has a lot of history, has a lot of neat old buildings. A beautiful park, a long, huge park I that remember goes that. a long distance. Oh, that was gorgeous. You can walk it. You can see everything you need to see in one day, but don't plan on going there on a layover. No, because, it takes you know, it'll than burn that. you. I mean, it's a hundred hour drive. Yeah, to yeah. The airport. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's like $150 for a visa for visiting. And if you go there and you're transiting, like if for some reason you take like Belavia Airlines, which is the name of their national airline, they're still flying TU 154 Russian airliners, by the way. We didn't get to fly one, but they still have them sitting out there on the tarmac. But, like, if you transit through their country, they're going to ding you for, like, $300 for a transit visa. Oh, and they don't goodness. even tell you. Ouch. It's like, oh, pay up. Right? right. And they want it in cash, don't they? Yes. Cash. We have to <laughs> carry cash for that. I mean, again, it's stay out of our country. <laughs> I mean, people found out we were Americans and they were practicing their English, their English on yeah. us and they wanted to buy invited us a beer. Us, yeah. Invited us to sit sure. down at their table and had a nice conversation. It was a lot of fun. We enjoyed it. Made some new friends there. Yeah. And people were perfectly nice for the most part until you asked them for a beer glass. Right. I collect beer glasses and it, that was like, you know, no way. My most interesting thing I found when we were talking to the people there, their first question to us, so was it like in America or you really like it there? Or what are you doing here? We get that question. too. Well, what were we doing there? I mean, it was my idea to go there, right? 
because I love old Soviet stuff. I mean, I always wanted to go to the Soviet Union because it's kind of like you feel like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker infiltrating the Death Star. You just feel like you're in enemy territory. All those hammers and sickles and red flags and Soviet stuff. All the unknown. Right. And Belarus really delivers in that respect. We saw the president of the country. That's right. In his his motorcade. motorcade. Yep. He was driving an Audi, though, not like a Volga or something. Not like a Zeal. Remember the old Zeals, the uh, Russian limousines, the Russian-made ones that looked like old Dodges, only they were limousines? Right. And we actually saw the guy. So, I mean, it is Soviet, but kind of like Russia itself. The cars are all like, you know, Toyotas and Audis and stuff now. Mm -hmm. But everything else really does seem totally Soviet. It's completely amazing. There were big murals and big statues. And remember, it was also like Easter Sunday. That was interesting. That's right. Outside the cathedral, they had baskets of food. Their Easter baskets were food. They were stuffed with food and they were having a big picnic, kind of like the equivalent of a church's, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it when everybody brings their own? Bazaar. No, like when everybody brings their own food. Oh, covered dish. Covered dish, yeah, dinner. And everybody is trading food out of baskets. And we were like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like an Easter basket. And the guy pointed to us and said, yeah, it's exactly like that, only it's not full of eggs and candy on the morning of Easter. It's a big feast the night before Easter. I thought that was fascinating. And remember all the news agencies were covering it and everything? Right, Uh, yeah, the whole news team was there. Everybody from town was there. Well, that's our crickets. That's our uh, angry plumbers <laughs> from Ginger, Uganda. So, uh, yeah, good talk about Belarus. You know, I think most people, like we talk about on the blog, think like Belarus is like beautiful Russia or Italian for Russia. Mm-hmm. You only ever like see it during the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. And you're like, Belarus, what? What is that? Exactly. But hopefully um, the fun we've had here today on the podcast will Make you want to be one of those 300 Americans who go, or if you're from another country, God knows how many of you get to go every year, mm-hmm. but it's probably more of you than Americans wherever you are. So it's definitely well worth it. It is worth it. It's a lot of fun. Very different and uh, not like the Czech Republic, not like anywhere else that used to be an Iron Curtain country. This place is still Soviet. Definitely. You'll find more on the blog at www.wingitworldwide, where we have a whole post on Minsk, Belarus. Or you can go directly to the show notes at www.wingitworldwide front slash podcast. Good stuff there. Don't yes. forget to sign up for our newsletter and get those two free special reports. They'll change your life. Absolutely. Until we talk next time, this is Scott. And this is Emily. Be good out there. And have fun. Winget Worldwide podcast is copyright X and Y communications. All rights reserved worldwide. Remember, you can go to the show notes page at www.wingitworldwide.com front slash podcast. There you'll find out much more about all the destinations talked about by Scott and Emily on this show. Remember, if there's anything left out that you wanted to hear, chances are you'll find it there. It's all at www.wingitworldwide.com front slash podcast. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the Wing It Worldwide podcast. Until next time, be good and have fun.